Okay. Here we go. Let me set this other one. All right. <clears throat> Let's go to the Lord before we... Father, we thank you for everything. And we thank you for this day. And we thank you for the opportunities we have for working with us in this place. We thank you for these sweet people. Their love for you and their love for the Lord. And Father, we rejoice at the home the home going of Jack. And we ask that you bless Johnny and the family and be with them and Doris and her family as they make arrangements for these two memorial services. And we just thank you for their lives. Thank you for this time we have and we just ask you to bless us and, uh, and be with us. Uh, everything unto you. So just bless us if we open the book and see what you have to tell us. In Jesus' name we ask you. Um, last week, Art <coughs> did a bit through uh, 38 and 39, and we're going to pick back up with 39 just a little bit. And in the first verse of chapter 39, it says, The king of Babylon sent. Uh, letters and a present to Hezekiah. Now you remember last week the Lord had healed Hezekiah and had given him an additional 15 years on his life because he, he, was, he, he asked the Lord and he was repentant and, uh, and the Lord through Isaiah granted his request and told him uh, because he prayed to get up and, and uh, make a cake of figs and put it on whatever it was and God healed him. Verse 2, And Hezekiah was pleased and showed them all the treasure house, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment, his whole armor, and all that was found in his treasury. There was nothing in his house nor in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet came to the king Hezekiah and said to them, What did these men say? And from where have they come to you? And Hezekiah said, they have come to me from a far country, from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures I have not shown them. <clears throat> Pause. Bill's commentary. Sometimes we do stupid things. You know? <laughs> I'm amazed sometimes on our local news or our national news when we, we tell the enemy what we, what we are doing or what our technology is. And I shake my head. I says, is that the smartest thing we've done? You know? but, but that's part of it. All right, verse 5. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and all that your fathers have laid up in store to this day will be carried to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Now we've talked a lot about the northern kingdom going into exile by Assyria. And we know that that happened. Isaiah prophesied it and it did happen uh, <clears throat> during his lifetime or during his reign. We also said that the southern kingdom, Judah, the two tribes to the south, was going to be taken in that exile by Babylon. 
And this is the first time that Isaiah has brought that up. And he says, it's going to happen, folks. He says, it's going to be taken in the Bible. So let's continue reading there in verse 6. Uh, we read verse 6. Verse 7. And some of your sons who will issue from you, whom you will beget, will be taken away, and they will become the officials in the palace of the king of Babylon. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord which you have spoken is good, for he thought, for there will be peace and truth in my day. Well, Hezekiah wasn't really concerned about Babylon. In my day, there's going to be truth and uh, peace and truth. Isn't that like us? We're not worried about anything but my day. What happens to us? My four, no more. You know, that's kind of where we are sometimes. But Isaiah told Hezekiah there's a day coming that it's all going to fall to pieces. Now go to Daniel chapter 1, page 628 in your little Bible. Daniel chapter 1. Art, would you read the, the first seven verses for me? Yep. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the vessels of the house of God, and he brought them to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasury of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, the chief of his officials, to bring in some of the sons of Israel, including some of the royal family and of the nobles, youths in whom was no defect, who were good-looking, showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom, endowed with understanding and discerning knowledge, and who had ability for serving in the king's court. And he ordered them to teach them the literature and the language of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food and from the wine which he drank, and appointed that they should be educated three years, at the end of which they were to enter the king's personal service. Now among them from the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Then the commander of the officials assigned new names to them, and to Daniel he assigned the name Belshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Okay, there's a couple of little things that are humorous to me. <clears throat> All through Daniel, Daniel is is gone by his Hebrew name. <coughs> the other three boys are gone by their Chaldean name. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We remember that as a youth. You know, that's that. 120 years after Isaiah told, told uh, Hezekiah, Babylon's coming. Babylon's coming. And you've shown them where everything is. And they're going to come. And they're going to take it. 120 years. We've talked about time. Time to us is, you know, a big deal. Time to God is not very much a big deal. But God always does what He says He will do. 
in his own time. In his own time. Okay. That's the end of chapter 39. Go back to Isaiah and look at chapter 40. Now, when I married Bethel, she, I got some wisdom from her as we went along. And uh, one of the things that she told me that she learned in Bible school was we are what we have been becoming. We are what we've been becoming. And every influence of our life brings us to where we are, who our parents were, where we grew up, how we were raised. I was in high school before we ever had a TV. But I can remember very, very, very vividly that when after supper was served, Mother and Daddy would go to the den and if it was in the wintertime, Daddy would shell the cons and throw the holes in the fireplace. And he would read. We took, I don't know, every magazine around. Saturday evening post looked good, uh, good housekeeping McCall's. I don't even know if that's around anymore. You know, <clears throat> the Reader's Digest. They were reading all the time. And Dad had a little library. But music, music. He was always whatever it was. When they passed away, I had a big box for 45 records. You know, the Mills Brothers, Guy Lombardo, Wayne King, those, those type people. Then as soon as the 33s came out, 33 and 30, you remember those? He had those. And one of his prime, uh, prized possessions was a two-volume commentary of the Messiah. And I grew up listening to the Messiah. Now, the Messiah is 53 movements. 14 of those movements are from Isaiah. And the entire thing of, of uh, the Messiah, here's the vocal score of the Messiah. All of it is scripture. Totally, totally scripture. And guess how many years ago Handel wrote that? If I could find my notes. Any idea how many years ago he wrote that? Where's my notes? In my Bible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Handel wrote that 331 years ago. He wrote it 100 years before the Civil War. He was 56 years old. He wrote it in 24 days. Now he was, we would say, a child prodigy. At 10, at 10, you know, he was proficient on the oboe, the violin, the harpsichord, and the organ. At 10, his daddy frowned on him, his music. His mother, on the slide, saw that he was schooled. His daddy wanted to be an attorney. 
but his music was overwhelming. He wrote the Messiah. And I cannot read Isaiah chapter 40. There's two places that most of his things are taken from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40 and uh, Isaiah 53. We're going to look at a little bit now. You'll have to thank Delta for some of this. Some of you won't like this. I understand. I had about 22 minutes lined up. Delta said, that is way too much. <laughs> that is way too much. So, but I realize y'all didn't grow up listening to the Messiah, but I'm going to make you listen to nine minutes of this morning. Now, what he, what he had was the King James, which was written in 1611. And so I've given this to you. There, everybody got one of these little pages? Now, everything he writes, or everything he has in the Messiah, is from here. But it doesn't follow it verbatim. Some, some of it he repeats, and some of it he's taken a little literary license. So, we're going to listen to a little bit of the Messiah this morning. Can you hear that? You want a little louder?
say that. I say that I can't read. I can't read Isaiah 40 without wanting to sing it or wanting to, to hear it in my head, you know. So after after going into the gloom and doom of Babylon going to take over, Isaiah starts out with chapter 40. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and tell her that her warfare has ended. Her iniquity has removed. And he says, I see a voice calling. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth the desert a highway for our God. Now Art has talked to you about a prophecy here and a prophecy here. Now the prophecy that he was talking about was double double whammy, so to speak. He was talking about the remnant coming back and how God was going to restore it. But he also speaks to us that if there's coming a day, there's coming a day when all of these things will be will be uh, uh, made new. So, <clears throat> Isaiah 40. Then the verse 5, the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all the flesh will be seen for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. We, we go through uh, this sometimes. <clears throat> the mouth of the Lord has spoken. <laughs> through Joshua and all that we've studied in here together, you know, what God said, just obey me and things will be good, you know, because I'm God and what I say is going to happen. The mouth of the Lord has spoken to me. Now, when we pick up in verse 6, he said, call out and then answer. He says, what shall I call out? All flesh is, flesh is grass, and all the loveliness is like the flower of the field. And the grass withers, and the flower, flower fades uh, when the breath of the Lord uh, blows upon it. Surely people are as grass. Verse 8. You need to have this one. Uh, underlined and mark. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. That's one of the keynotes of the Gideons, you know, that they give out the word because it stands forever. Now, 331 years. We've been playing the Messiah around the world. The word of the Lord has been given out for 331 years thanks to Handel and his music. And if people listen with what they're saying, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Uh, it's just fantastic what, what it is and how the Lord uses different things, different Music. Verse nine. This is enough. This is the ninth movement in in Handel. I won't <laughs> make you listen to it. Beckham told me not to. She said, get, get yourself up to the high mountain, O Zion. Bury of good news. Lift up your voice mightily, O Jerusalem. Bear of good news. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is. Your God, 
Behold, the Lord will come with his might, with his arm, ruling with him. Behold, his reward is with him, like his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he will tend his flock. In his arms, he will gather the lambs and carry them in his bosoms and will gently lead the nursing ewes. The Lord wants His very best for us. <clears throat> He's not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. That's the salvation. And from Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation, it's all about redeeming mankind. And Isaiah was right in the middle of what he said. You've heard me say that, that <clears throat> there were all the prophecy of the, um, excuse me, all the quotes of the Old Testament in the New Testament. Psalms was the number one book quoted. <coughs> Isaiah was the number two book quoted. And any time in the New Testament you hear the word the prophet said, it's Isaiah that says it. It's timeless. It applies to us today. It's timeless. Well, we're going to change courses next Sunday. We're going to pick up the chapter uh, with verse, verse 12. And God kind of goes on the offensive at this point. And He says, Where were you when I formed the world? It's going to be interesting. It's really interesting about what it is. Isaiah chapter 40. The Messiah. It's interesting, and I love it, <laughs> and I hope I hope you do too. Any anything to say? Anything? Anybody? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's probably right. Some some of you didn't grow up listening to it. I downstairs, and, and she says, in my hole in my office, I've oh the last week. I reckon I listened to. It. Three hours of it, but it's, uh, it's, it's great music. You can see how he was a violinist, you know, with his composing. It's very, very, very good. Hey, y'all. I was going to say, Isaiah 55 11 picks up a little bit from what you talked about. This is a, the heart of the Gideon ministry, as you mentioned. So, my word, be which goeth forth out of my mouth, it will not return to be empty. It's without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sin. Good. Thank you. Um, some of you may think this is silly, but for me it was awesome to be able to stand on Handel Messiah's grave in Westminster Abbey and hum to myself Handel's Messiah. Uh, hallelujah for us. Yeah. Wow. He, he is buried in Westminster. Uh, <clears throat> there is a church in Columbia every year that in they it's a it's a, a Messiah sing along. You bring your score, you sit in the audience, and everybody sings. If you don't know it, they 
prefer you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> if, you got a, if you got a score, bring it and then sing it to me. Uh, we'll sing it together. I'll try to remember to tell, to tell you when it is, but it's sometime at Christmas. And, and uh, Belka and I try to go listen to the Messiah somewhere every year. We didn't last year, but the year before we had, we try to go. I love you, and uh, let's remember Jack's family and remember Darcy's family, and uh, we'll, we'll go from this place rejoicing. You're dismissed. Sir? Yes. Four two seven three.